0: Welcome into the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds live from fabulous downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino as we take you through all the games in progress. Preview what's coming up a little later today as we roll through the next three hours trying to find some in-game wagering opportunities. Mr. Reynolds, happy Sunday to you. We do have football going on, NFL preseason football, one of two games Four-year Sunday, the Cleveland Browns and the New York Giants. And Cleveland saw the money here, closed as six-point favorites with a total of 35. No Baker Mayfield for the Browns and no Daniel Jones for the New York Giants. The under saw some money. It opened at 37, again closed at BetMGM at 35. And then Cleveland saw the money on the side as well, opening as four-point favorites, closing as six-point favorites. And right now, about midway through the third quarter, Cleveland backers are being rewarded so far.
2: Yeah, it was uh, Kyle Laletta, by the way, is going, and also Case Keenum, a touchdown and an interception, respectively, for Case Keenum. Right now, 14-7, to Cleveland with their ball in their own territory, about their own 28-yard line, about seven minutes left to go in the third quarter. Cleveland minus six and a half minus a dollar twenty in-game at Bet MGM. Thirty-two and a half year total on the money line, minus five dollars for the Browns, plus three seventy-five to take back on the Giants. So for the Giants, it was Mike Glennon that went in the first half now. Brian LeWerke, the former Michigan State quarterback, is going to go. And Cleveland certainly did see the money. A pretty big move for preseason. I think this was about three or three and a half on the opener. And now seeing six was the closer, six actually here at BetMGM. So Right now, Cleveland a little bit ahead of the game here.
0: Yeah, I saw that total get down as low as 34.5 and then tick back up to 35 pretty much across the board. But right now, the move is actually being uh, rewarded according to the in-game prices. As you mentioned, Cleveland a 6.5-point favorite, and now your in-game total at 33.5. So a looking like Cleveland and the under currently, again, about six minutes left in the third quarter there, and the Browns are up on the Giants 14-7. to What did you take away from some of the preseason action on Saturday or so far this week? Anything that stood out to you?
2: Well, certain teams, I think, maybe played their first stringers a little bit more. It looks like a lot of the dress rehearsal games are going to come next week. Usually, that's kind of the throwaway week where it's like your threes and your fours go, and it's like, okay, let's keep a clean sheet injury-wise, but with two weeks in between the season opener and the regular season and the last preseason game, you are seeing some of these teams I think exercise. That third game is going to be dress rehearsal. Like the Steelers last night, they went with Roethlisberger Mm -hmm. in the first string very early and he had two touchdowns, looked very sharp. They were a big uh, lead over the Lions. Lions got in the back door if you took that six and a half or seven actually that appeared at the close. So, you know, some of these first string teams I, I thought looked very good and some Some of the teams, obviously, like the Rams and like the Seahawks, they were the late games last night. You really didn't see them play very many starters. And, look, uh, I thought Patrick Maher actually put this very well. I was on with him earlier this week on Lombardi Line, and he said this is info-driven, not data-driven. Yeah in the preseason, and I think that's a very good way to put it. And the info gets out there, and you got to search, read your local newspapers, read the local beat writers and whatnot, whether it's from the newspaper, The Athletic, or ESPN, or whoever is covering these teams. And you got to see, okay, who is going to play. Oftentimes, it's a last-minute decision. So it is a little bit of a speculative market, but, you know, not a ton to take. I mean, one thing to take was from that early game yesterday with the Bills and the Bears where – you know, Mitch Trubisky People got was... a little excited about Justin Fields, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did. And and it wasn't that he was bad, but I think what you saw is that Mitch Trubisky got the bulk of the reps, at least in the first half for the Buffalo Bills, the former Chicago Bear quarterback, of course, uh, found his way out of Chicago. And all of a sudden, you put him with a really good offensive coordinator like Brian Dabble, who's probably going to be a head coach here in 2022. And all of a sudden, Mitch Trubisky, it's like, well, maybe he's not the donkey everybody thought he was. Maybe this guy can still play, even though he's going to be the number two in Buffalo, obviously, behind Josh Allen. But I think you know, oftentimes when a situation doesn't work out for a rookie, it's it's like, You never get the ideal situation. Sometimes you do, but it's very rare. So it's like maybe when you put a guy in a different situation, just because it doesn't work out right away, that's what I'm hoping for with Carolina with Sam Darnold. I was just going to say, you and I are both hoping for that, right? that maybe a change of environment, just a change of system is going to be good for a guy. So just because a guy fails one time doesn't mean he's going to fail everywhere. The Cleveland Browns were facing third and six,
0: under three minutes left in the third quarter. The in-game line did move to seven and a half in favor of the Cleveland Browns, as they knock on the door of the red zone. Your in-game total now down to 32 and a half. Once again, welcome in to all of you just joining us. This is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on this 22nd day of August, a Sunday afternoon here in fabulous Las Vegas. Talking a little NFL preseason, and let's check on the action on the Diamonds West. The Braves at the Orioles, Atlanta. Boy, is this team hot. They entered the day with a five-game lead in the National League East. They've won eight in a row and 17 of their last 21 games. John Means and the Orioles saw the money today, however, and the Braves closed as minus 165 favorites on the road with a total of 10, and right now they're in control once again.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping to hang on to my under here, at least so far so good, because this is one of those getaway game days for both teams. So 3-1 to one here, all the runs scored in the uh, fourth inning, respectively. So now we're about to head to the bottom of the seventh, and Atlanta leading 3-1. to one. And look, uh, we talked about how the Mets have kind of collapsed, and then the Phillies took the lead. Now the Phillies are collapsing, and it's the Atlanta Braves that finally are getting it put together, because I think they got Wrote off when Ron Acuna Jr. was ruled out for the season, but the Braves made some very under the radar moves. They were not flashy moves, but they added some bets to that lineup Jorge Soler, uh, Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall, and these guys are all producing. Look, Soler, one of three today. Adam Duvall, two of three today. Oh, of two for, G, for Jock Peterson, but. The Braves all of a sudden strengthened that lineup, and then you know you've got some good players in that lineup with Freddie Freeman if he gets hot, and Ozzie Albies gets hot, Dansby Swanson. So there were some pieces in place. Obviously, Acuna is a big blow, but these guys that they got at the deadline have absolutely stepped up and done the job. Yeah, Ed, just getting hot at the right time are the Atlanta
0: Braves, and good move by you on the under in this game. Currently, the in-game total all the way to 6.5 is Atlanta leads 3-1 to one in the bottom of the seventh inning in Baltimore. The Tigers at the Blue Jays. Toronto... Still only four and a half games back in the American League wildcard race. This is Steven Matz hosting Drew Hutchison today. The Jays closed as big favorites, minus 270 on the money line with a total of 10. And right now we're locked in a low-scoring ball game. Hope you're on the under here too, Wes.
2: Yeah, and uh, unfortunately I'm not. By the way, the Blue Jays were a really huge parlay piece today. So, <laughs> you know, that's what I say. I understand why people bet those parlays. But number one, these bookmakers are going to be smart. They're not going to be dumb here, they're gonna go ahead and inflate the price from the get-go even on the opener because I think that they know that the betters are really still gonna bet it, regardless. they're gonna keep fading these teams that are out of it. Uh, the Tigers, even though the Tigers have been relatively competitive, only seven games under 500. But you look, the Pirates,, uh, the the twins, some of these teams, really at the bottom, the Diamondbacks—they're going to get pretty much faded every single day. So that's why you got to be careful because they're going to tax that in the line with uh, Detroit, uh, you know, and all these teams going against them. By the way, the story for Detroit. Welcome to the 500 Club, Miggy Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera, and now number 500. And you know, I know stats kind of change over time when you look at barometers in terms of like career awards and whatnot. But 500 home runs seems to be kind of that ticket being punched to the M- yeah. to the MLB Hall of Fame or to the Baseball Hall of Fame, rather in Cooperstown. So like I think three thousand hits. Yeah, I think Miguel Cabrera is going to be there, and I thought he was going to be there anyway. But tough to see when you reach that magical number of 500, like you were saying with three thousand hits that pretty much guarantees you induction into the Hall of Fame so uh, Miguel Cabrera next stop Cooperstown our last
0: triple crown winner right mm-hmm. Miguel, Miguel Cabrera Uh heck of a ball player he's been enjoyable enjoyable to watch for a long time the White Sox at the Rays the Yankees are red hot West but Tampa Bay continues to maintain pace there and their lead in the American League East remains at four games over New York. It was Ronaldo Lopez getting the start for Chicago today against Chris Archer, who's back from the injured list in his second start since returning to action. Tampa went off as a short favorite here at minus 125 with a total of eight and a half. And right now, Tampa backers being rewarded, they're up three to nothing in the top of the sixth inning over Chicago. Chicago's had a tough time
2: mm. with some of these better teams. And that's what we've talked about. When you have that big lead, in the AL Central like they have, they've been well in front for a long time and they're going to stay in front. Nobody's coming to get them and they're not going to fall back that precipitously enough to where it's going to make it a race. So all of a sudden, maybe you get a little fat and happy and then you go against these teams like the Rays and you go against these teams like the Astros and the A's, Yankees. These are teams you're going to see in the playoffs and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we got to step up. We can't just have kind of our B and C game where we can go over the Indians and over the Tigers and the Royals, respectively. Chris Archer, by the way, you mentioned, did get the start. It was more of an opener role because he's not all the way back, but he did go two innings, only gave up a hit and a walk and did strike out four of his six outs that he retired. So good, uh, good for Chris Archer and obviously the Tampa Bay Rays, I think maybe seem to need one more starter that they can really count mm-hmm. on in a playoff series that can go like five innings because Tampa Bay was one of the first teams a few years ago to kind of do this opener thing that a lot of other teams now have followed suit with these bullpen games. And right now, Tampa Bay, that bullpen, a team effort getting it done, shutting out the White Sox here in the top of the sixth, three-nothing Rays.
0: The Marlins at the Reds West, they have done it. Your Cincinnati Reds have caught the San Diego Padres in the National League wild Card way, uh, race. They are currently tied... For that second spot in the wild card race in the National League. They've won three in a row. They've won seven of their last ten. They went off today as minus 130 favorites at home with a total of eight and a half. Gutierrez and Alcantara got the start. And right now, Cincinnati hanging on to a two-to-one lead
2: in the bottom of the seventh. This was a pretty darn big move, actually, on the Miami Marlins. This was 163 in the overnight uh, per uh, Faraway away place that rhymes with spinnacle opened <laughs> it up. I just happened to see it on my Don Best screen here. And this went down at BetMGM. It was only minus 130 take back, plus 110 on the Marlins. So this was like a 30 to 40 cent move on the Marlins. Yeah, I didn't Miami know Marlins. if something was going on there, if there was a pitching well, change. Gutierrez because... gets faded in the market if you look. Because if you look at some of his numbers... on the XFIP, so that's about a run and a third worse than his ERA. He's kind of one of those guys that gets faded in every start because the peripherals aren't very good, so I understand why the math guys and the metrics guys really fade this guy every time out. By the way, uh, they faded him in the first five, too. It was plus 141 in the overnight. Here at BetMGM closed even money. Mike Moustakis with a home run in the bottom of the fifth uh, broke Marlins' first five backers' hearts. They certainly got the best of the number, didn't get the best of the result.
0: Current uh, in-game pricing here, Cincinnati minus 500 on the money line to go ahead and take this game. Just a one-run lead, 2-1 to in the bottom of the seventh, and the total has adjusted all the way down to 45 the national or excuse me the mariners at the astros houston has won 3 in a row and they're now up by three and a half games on the Oakland A's in the American League West. Now the Mariners are still hanging around as well, four games back in that American League wildcard race. Houston went off as a big favorite today at home. Minus two hundred with a total of nine. And right now, Houston out in front of the Mariners. Two to nothing off of that fifteen to one shellacking on Saturday.
2: Yeah, we were uh we were talking about this. Uh Femi Abebefe was in here with me yesterday for this program, and he comes to us from Seattle, a new member of the BC sin team so welcome aboard femi and he lo you know, he observes this mariners team very closely he's like you know, Minute Bay Park has been a real house of horrors, really, for the Seattle Mariners. That's the one place where they haven't really figured out to win or at least win very often. So Valdez, about a $2 favorite today. So far, 2 nothing in the bottom of the third. Astros looking for some more damage. They got two on with two outs. Runners at second and third. So maybe and now the base is loaded with Gurriel drawing the intentional walk. So we'll see if Diaz can go ahead and get some more runs in for the Astros. But 2 nothing. Astros looking good here in this AL West.
0: How did he have, uh, as
2: far as hopes for Seattle, did he think that they could make a run and get into this wild card race? Probably not, because when you look at the run differential, which I think as of yesterday, I have not updated after yesterday's result. They were like minus 51 in the run differential, even though they are eight games over 500. Somehow Seattle is getting it done, whether you want to say it's smoke and mirrors and buy that run way, that run differential, which was 15 to one yesterday. Now at minus 65 for a team that's eight games wow. over 500. That is amazing. Seattle, I think, has a decent little minor league system and some young talent coming up. A couple of the guys are on the daily starting lineup now. They'll probably bring up more next season. But I think with Seattle, they just don't have enough. They don't have enough in that division. When you're staring up at the A's, when you're staring up at the Astros, it's just too tough. And then you've got even the Angels, who have been a disappointment, but they're still right around 500. And then Texas, obviously, way in the cellar in that division. So, no, I don't think Seattle has enough to get to the wild card. We weren't all that optimistic, especially with all these other teams. Now the Yankees got a two-game lead in the wild card. They were several back, and then Oakland would have the second one. Boston, can they kind of figure it out? Even though Seattle, when you look at the standings, only four back – But, boy, it seems like it's a lot further than four back. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you said it right that they
0: just don't quite have enough pieces to the puzzle. You look at Boston. You look at the Yankees. You look at the Oakland A's. They just look like more powerful teams that should find themselves into the playoff picture. Currently, the Yankees and the A's would be there if the season were to end today. Less than 40 games left in the regular season in Major League Baseball. Uh, They have gone to the fourth quarter in Cleveland between the Browns and the New York Giants. Still fourteen to seven. Cleveland was not able to capitalize with a score on that last drive, and that'll bring your in-game line now down to five and a half. It was not long ago that you could have had the Giants plus seven and a half, and right now that looks like a pretty good number. I believe they'll be getting the ball to Mm -hmm. start the fourth quarter. Yeah, they're right at midfield too. Okay, Giants at midfield and your in-game total all the way to 30 and a half now. Let's move to the Nationals and the Brewers, Sean Nolan facing Adrian Hauser at middle uh at Miller Park and the Brew Crew went off as huge favorites here minus 225 on the money line. or excuse me minus 225 on the money line with a total of 9 and the Brewers uh continuing to get it done in the a- in the National League Central but in a tie today with the Nationals early going here just the top of the 4th inning locked in a 1-1 tie with Na- with the Washington Nationals.
2: Yeah, and when you look across the betting board today, you just look at the screen, a lot of under action in most of these games today. Not so here at Miller Park, though. This got bet to the over. When it goes over nine, juice the over, and then you start seeing nine and a half juice to the under. Seven and nine are really the two key numbers, the two odd numbers there that are the key numbers on the totals here. So it took money to move that off a of nine here on a, on a uh, Sunday afternoon in late August. So... That's what you've seen with the money, but not so much the result right now. Top of the fourth, only a 1-1 ball game. Colton Wong, a solo shot in the 1st the D1 run for the Brewers with Hauser and Nolan. Because Hauser, I think... Probably they're looking at him as he's a little bit of the weaker starter mm-hmm. in that really strong Brewers rotation. That's why I was surprised by this minus 225. Yeah. That looked pretty hot. Because this was not a Brandon Woodruff starter, yeah. or Corbin Burns, or even Peralta, who's mm-hmm. been lucky but good so far this year. And then Nolan, not a lot of, uh, of action this year. I think his ERA was like 12, but you don't want to take that too seriously. Very small sample size, not of a lot of appearances. But he's gotten in and out of jams. He's given up five hits already in three innings but the Brewers haven't been able to play them.
0: The Pirates at the Cardinals, and St. Louis is not out of it yet. They entered the day four games back in the National League wildcard race with 40 games left to play for the Cardinals. 39-year-old Adam Wainwright got the ball for the Redbirds today at Bush, and the Cards are facing Stephen Brault. Who gets the ball for the Pirates? The Cardinals closed as better than two dollar favorites here at BetMGM, minus two forty on the money line with a total of eight and a half. And early in this ball game as well, bottom of the fourth inning, Cardinals out to a one nothing lead in your total, all the way down to six and a half in the in game market.
2: Yeah, Adam Wainwright here through three innings has struck out five of the of the uh, outs that he's faced, nine outs, five strikeouts, pretty good for Adam Wainwright. And you look at St. Louis they're minus 26. It's not as pronounced as Seattle in terms of that run differential. But you all of a sudden look at St. Louis, it's like, they're right there, but it doesn't seem like they should be there. But I think that they're closer, obviously, than Seattle. Like, I would think, you know, the the Cardinals necessarily getting the wild card would not shock me as much as Seattle, even though they are now four back of the Padres and Reds, respectively. But they seem like they're in it a little bit more because I think a lot of these teams, quite frankly, are just coming back to them. St. Louis didn't really do much at the deadline. They flopped uh, Gant to the Minnesota Twins for J.A. Happ. That was kind of like a lateral trade, really. Mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily made them better. They get John Lester in there. I don't think that necessarily improves them. These guys are older in their careers, can walk a lot of guys. These aren't guys that are big strikeout guys. But somehow, some way Cardinals two games over five hundred and still very much in it. Well part
0: of that some way is Adam Wainwright. This yeah. guy's
2: absolutely amazing. Yeah. I mean
0: he's the Tom Brady of Major League Baseball. I saw him pitch a couple nights ago. I was actually going against him and he had a pretty good outing going and then the pitch count got high and I eventually was able to beat Adam Wainwright in that ball game. But here he goes again. Another great outing at 39 years old for Wainwright and the St. Louis Cardinals. And Wes, I think we finally have come to a meaningless game here. That is the Chicago Cubs and the Kansas City Royals. The Chicago Cubs, 17 games below 500. Kansas City, 14 games below 500 in that AL Central. Chicago, Did go off as a very slight favorite in this game. Minus 115 here at BetMGM with a total of eight. And uh, they're
2: falling again. Three to nothing right now. Kansas City on top of Chicago in the top of the third. Very rare point where the Kansas City Royals are going for a sweep. And and let alone a (laughs) sweep on the road. This is uh, uh, Hernandez against Mills today. And a little bit of action to the under. Most of these games did get bet to the under. And you see that sometimes on a Sunday because these are the getaway games, a very light card tomorrow on Monday. So a travel situation for most of these teams. So oftentimes you see that you see the backup catchers also on, on Sunday. So right now, three to enough in Kansas city over the Chicago Cubs, Hernandez over mills, the uh, scoring in that game, uh, Benintendi, a two-run double, has made it 3-0 here in the top of the third.
0: And that in-game price on the New York Giants and Cleveland Browns preseason game just ticked back up to 7.5 in favor of Cleveland with a 14-7 lead and now back down to 6.5. They are into the fourth quarter, still about 14 minutes left in the final frame there, and your in-game total all the way down to 27.5. It looked like this game got out to a start that would head it, to have it leading over the total. But the game has come to a halt here, a screeching halt with no scoring, I believe, in the entire second
2: half. Yeah, not at all. So uh, Giants had good field position there, didn't capitalize. So Cleveland deep in their own territory. They've had the yardage advantage all afternoon. So 14-7, about 13 and a half to go.
0: All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little golf. We didn't get to experience the final round of the Northern Trust today, but hopefully we will get to tomorrow on Monday from Liberty National Golf Club out in Jersey City, Jersey. We'll take a look at that next right here on The Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back at VT. season just around the corner. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip. With your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back into the Green Zone presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds here with you on a Sunday afternoon. And Sunday afternoon, this time of year, that means NASCAR. And we have an update from Michigan, Mr. Reynolds.
2: Fires out Casino 400 at Michigan International Speedway in Brooklyn, Michigan on the two-mile super speedway over there. Pole sitter, by the way, was Kyle Larson, and he was the favorite at BetMGM. At plus 260, he is your points leader. Kyle Busch at 13-2. to Kevin Harvick still looking for that first win. Also, looking to clinch a playoff spot, there are 16 drivers that make the NASCAR playoffs, and there's two races: this race and then the following race before they decide that who's going to be those 16. You've already got 14 spots spoken for, so Kevin Harvick's still trying to clinch here. What he was better so way to hot clinch last year? Yeah, I know. And Happy Harvick, not so happy this year because he's not been in victory lane. He is plus 750. Martin Truex Jr. plus 750. Chase Elliott eight to one. Denny Hamlin ten to one, and so on. They're just about several laps into this race. So Kyle Larson, who is having not only in NASCAR, but really in all of auto racing, he is kind of the throwback you know, guys that, like, race these dirt tracks during the weeknights in small towns across America. You know, he's a throwback to what, like, Foyt and Andretti in the 1960s used to be, what Tony Stewart certainly was. He is having a historic racing season, not just in NASCAR, but on the grassroots level, but Kyle Larson currently number one in the points. He has the most wins in the series, five five wins this year. Brendan Gaughan kind of steered me to him on that Super Bowl Sunday where he sat in with us on Betting Across America for a couple segments. He said, watch it, Kyle Larson this year, and I wouldn't bet that at 14-1 to win the championship. Nice, so good. Not getting a 14-1 right now. Now That's a hinky point system down the stretch, so it's not guaranteed, but this guy's been the best of the bunch in this circuit this year.
0: Nice call by Mr. Brandon Gaughan. Uh Let's take a look at the golf here. Unfortunately, delayed by Hurricane Henri uh, over there on the Northeast. I guess it is touched down in Rhode Island today and expected to do so in the New York Jersey area at Liberty National Golf Club is where the Northern Trust is being held. And Wes, I find myself with a 54-hole leader for the third week in a row, and I just hope it can hang on. I hope the third time is a charm. Of course, a couple weeks back, I had Harris English in Memphis. That did not go swimmingly. And then, of course, you and I both had Russell Henley at the Wyndham. That did not work out. I now have John Rahm. He's tied with Cameron Smith at 16 under par. They're hoping to finish up this round on Monday. And then you've got a guy, a couple shots back, Justin Thomas in the mix as well in the opening tournament of the FedEx Cup playoffs.
2: Yeah, right now, Rahm, plus 140 to get this home. He is the co-leader with Cameron Smith, who shot 60 yesterday to share the 54-hole lead. He is currently 3-1. to Justin Thomas, seven. Seven to one. Then you've got a couple other contenders, a couple shots back. Eric von Royen at twelve to one. Tony V. twelve to one. Victor Hoplin eighteen to one. Shane Lowry at twenty-eight. Brooks Koepka and Tom Hogue respectively, at fifty to one. And you're right, Hurricane Henri forced their uh, Tropical Storm Henri, moved it to a uh, Monday finish. Uh, last night, they were having, like, a special event, this concert for New York City. They were having it in Central Park. I think it might have been on CNN. And all of a sudden, uh, Barry Manilow's up there doing Mandy, and then all of a sudden, the concert gets canceled. So, uh, you know, apparently Henri is not a fan of of Mr. Manilow and halted that performance, and they had to cancel that concert. They had a bunch of big name acts modern and from the past uh, on that concert and they all of a sudden uh, did away with it. Yankee game obviously postponed today. Boston postponed today. So hopefully they can get this in. What it does is it puts a time crunch. They never think about the betters Brady or the guys that have to write about this stuff because this is going to be a Monday afternoon finish and we got to wait for the bookmakers to go ahead and post numbers hopefully by Monday night before we have Tuesday deadlines and then we of course have our program on Tuesday afternoon long shots which will be available every single week at vcin.com, so it's like... You know, you, you get put in that time crunch a little bit because they're going to be down to the 70 at the BMW Championship starting on Thursday. That's in Maryland, so not much of a travel. Also, one event that did take place this morning, congratulations to Anna Nordquist uh, from Sweden, who won at 66-1, to her third uh, major championship, by the way. Madsen, uh, the lady from Denmark, double bogeys the last hole, and it took her out of it. So Anna Nordquist goes ahead and triumphs. We're going to get Solheim Cup uh, captain's picks here in the next day or so, because that is going to be next week.
0: All right, very good. When we come back, we've got a baseball game going to first pitch in about 10 minutes. The Phillies and the Padres, two teams that continue to struggle trying to play themselves out of the playoffs. We'll come back and preview that game next up here on the Green Zone, presented by BetMGM. Preseason has kicked off. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the v Sin Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus Best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide's only 20 bucks, and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and the college football betting guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for the vSIN all-access subscription and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vSIN.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds back inside the Green Zone presented by BetMGM here at the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. Want to take a look at a baseball game going to first pitch in just about five minutes from now, and that'll be down at Petco Park, the Philadelphia Phillies and the San Diego Padres, 1240 Pacific, 340 Eastern Time. Kyle Gibson facing Craig Stammon, And San Diego, a good-sized favorite here at BetMGM, minus 155 on the money line with a total of nine. And both of these teams absolutely in a struggle fest here, trying to play themselves out of the playoffs. The Padres are now tied in the National League wildcard race with the Cincinnati Reds. The Phillies now trailing the Atlanta Braves in the National League East by five games. Philadelphia has lost seven of their last ten. The Padres have lost eight of their last ten. What gives here, Mr. Reynolds?
2: Yeah. Craig Stammen's pretty much been an opener role all season for San Diego. I would expect that to continue. Cal Gibson, ever since he came from the Texas Rangers in that trade for Spencer Howard, along with Ian Kennedy, he is two and two in his start. So getting faded here. I think a lot of the market is like, okay, the Padres have now finally been caught. So, so here we go, uh, that they're going to be desperate, obviously for a victory here. So, uh, that's why I think you've seen that. I think the price is a little bit high. I did not yet get involved in this game, but I think the price is getting a little bit high there. We do have a touchdown, by the way, in Cleveland uh, to Sills, the recipient of that touchdown now, 14-13 to 13 Browns, your leader here, 7-11 to go. Giants going to go ahead and go for two here, and you're going to see that in the preseason. I think if this was regular season, you would obviously see them take the extra point and let them play defense. So uh, corner fade, no good, but we do have a flag on the play. He was going right back to Sills again. So looks like uh, the Browns defensive back got his hand in the cookie jar there. So it looks like the Giants are going to get a chance to run another corner fade because we saw that, I think it was Raiders-Rams game last night. The guy yeah. left. Levitt gave up the touchdown late, and then they were picking on him. And just an overthrow by the quarterback, no chance. And Levitt got enough of a hand on him at the line of scrimmage uh, to go ahead and make that move. So that's what they always seem to run on these two-point conversions or these, you know, corner fades and. They don't seem to work very often, Brady. I I really hate this play because I think these guys are expecting it, and I know they want to go one-on-one. Okay, we got a taller receiver against a smaller defensive back, so you think that that's easy money, but it never really gets it done. But nevertheless, Giants are going to get crack number two to go ahead and take the lead.
0: Yeah, I was able to cash that ticket on the Rams, catching seven points on Saturday night, so uh, the way that ended was just fine with me. A little bit lucky, a little bit of a backdoor cover there, certainly. Worst-case scenario would have gotten a push, but... Our Las Vegas Raiders are 2-0 in the preseason, so that was a good result as well, straight up. The Cleveland Browns as you
2: mentioned, still leading the New York Giants 14-13. And they stuffed them at the goal line there, and you kind of knew that that's what they're going to run. You often see that it's like they run a corner fade penalty, and they're either running that corner fade at the end, or they think, okay, we're going to fool these guys and try to run it in here from two yards out. The Cleveland Browns on that left side of the defensive line, and the linebackers were ready for it. So 7-11 left to go. Browns still lead 14-13 and no live lineup here as they go to commercial break after that score. 14-13
0: again Browns just over 7 minutes left in that ball game. 27 points total on the board and we did see a move towards the under in this game. The opener around 37. Got as low as 34.5 and closed at 35. Let's take a look at another football game coming up this evening, Wes. The uh, nightcap for NFL preseason will be on the West Coast at SoFi Stadium. The Los Angeles Chargers hosting the San Francisco 4 49ers, 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And San Francisco's really been seeing all the money here all week long and even further into today. We'll see if it gets all the way to a touchdown here. San Francisco opened up at about a three-point favorite and moved to four-and-a-half and and then five and then five-and-a-half. And And now we're seeing some 6 and a halfs in the market here at BetMGM. The Niners currently favored by six points with a total
2: of 34. Yeah, it's already accounted for the fact that uh, Justin Herbert not going to go here for the Chargers. So it's going to be Chase Daniel and Easton Stick, just like it was last week. For the 49ers, you would expect that Garoppolo and Lance are both going to see some reps. So that's why you've already seen it. it was kind of baked into the cake anyway, but then it's kept on getting bet now up to six and a half. We'll see if we see seven like we saw with Detroit and Pittsburgh, which is huge for a preseason yeah, game. That was really the biggest is. number I saw. And that's when I jumped in on, on Detroit and got obviously very lucky because the Lions were vastly outplayed. And look, Trey Lance is going to get, I think, a chance to showcase himself. We saw a little bit of the good and bad, and that's what we see out of a lot of these rookie quarterbacks, mm-hmm. yeah. where it's like, okay, they're going to give you these wow moments. Like, Justin, Zach Wilson looked pretty good. Yeah, though. Zach Wilson did look very good. Mac Jones, very solid, obviously, again, for New England. But Trey Lance gave you that wow moment with that 80-yard touchdown pass where you saw a glimpse of, okay, maybe this guy has something special to him, but he was also 5 of 14 in that first game, so... That's what you worry about. It's like, let's not put the cart before the horse here. Not every rookie quarterback is a guy like Peyton Manning where from snap one, minute one, second one, hour one, day one, whatever, he's going to be your starter. Not every quarterback is ready to start necessarily, and we saw that a little bit with Fields. I think Dalton's still going to be that starter week one for the Bears against the Los Angeles Rams because it's like, do you really, even though Justin Fields is your future guy at quarterback, do you really want to put him in the spot where you got Aaron Donald on the other side of you and you've got an offensive line that's obviously injured? Bears going to – Jason Peters is going to be that fifth guy to work at left tackle for the Bears. He's probably going to start week one. And you had six starters out for the Bears yesterday. So, you got to – that's what you really got to look at. Everybody kind of looks at the quarterback rotation, and rightfully so. But you got to look and see which linemen are out, especially on the offensive line. You got three or four guys out on the offensive line. Whoever you have back there is not going to have a chance. And did you see that shot he took to the head? It was a penalty, but uh, certainly – That's your point. So everybody's like, okay, throw him out there week one, sink or swim, kid. It's like, you want to do that against Aaron Donald? Hey, and Andy Dalton had a great touchdown pass, too. An 80-yard touchdown And he deserves a chance. I mean, I I know Andy Dalton probably knows in the back of his mind. Now, he said out there, hey, I'm here for the starting job. He said all the right things. It's my time. In the back of his mind, he knows that he's a place setter. But he's not going to say that. And he shouldn't say that because he's a competitor. So you look at a guy like Aaron Donald who the Bears will face week one. By the way, Defensive Player of the Year, and he got double-teamed and triple-teamed every single play. Yeah, we'll see what happens there in week three of
0: the preseason if Aaron Darnold believe and suit up for the Los Angeles Rams. I am on the Niners at minus five, and uh, certainly that's a decent number at this point. We'll see if this creeps up even higher. Also, Keenan Allen and Derwin James not expected to play for the Los Angeles Chargers as well. That one again coming up at 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll come back with more of the Green Zone presented by BetMGM in just a moment. Stick here at Vsin, the sports betting network. Summer heats up, so does the sports betting action at BetMGM. Sign up now using the bonus code VEASAN1000, and your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. Place your bets on all the exciting showdowns in Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and more sports from around the globe. And when you register with BetMGM, you'll also get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily uh, boosted odds specials. From breathtaking goals to colossal home runs, the king of sportsbooks takes every play to a new level of excitement. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and use the bonus code decent 1000 to get back up to $1,000 on your very first wager. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the Green Zone. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you here, presented by BetMGM, live from the Circa Resort and Casino on a Sunday afternoon. And we've got baseball coming up just after the top of the hour. The Battle of the Bay Bridge Series continues between the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants, and both teams representing the Bay Area in a thick of a pennant race there. The San Francisco Giants down to just a a one-and-a-half game lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League West. The Oakland A's trailing the Houston Astros by three-and-a-half games in the American League West. And it'll be Frankie Montas at the Oakland Coliseum hosting Logan Webb today. And the Giants are actually a small road favorite, minus 115 here at BetMGM. And that's about the consensus price. I am seeing as high as minus 118 on the Giants. Eight for your total. Both of these pitchers have been really good. Logan Webb in really good form as of late. And uh, boy, what a game on Saturday. The Giants come back in the top of the ninth inning with a home run to win that one. But this series, like it always is, even if these teams are lousy, it's always very competitive between the A's and the Giants.
2: Rubber match here between these two teams. And some late money hitting the screen right now for the San Francisco Giants. This was about... You know, 107-ish, mid 105 on the opener. Now seeing some 120s out there. Still 115 here at BetMGM. But late money coming on Webb against Montas, and I think that's basically just looking at some of the peripherals. Have been a little bit better on the Logan Webb side, really, than it has been on the Montas side. Even though both these guys have been very good, Giants been a little hotter of late. Seven and three over the last ten games. Oakland A's four of six over their last 10 games Chris Bryan has absolutely done the job for this team uh, for the Giants who very good on the road 37 and 25 Oakland 35 and 26 at home so uh, nothing really stood out to me i thought that this was pretty much the right price maybe a a small lean to the under eight at at plus money, especially if you can get it, but nothing I really had here. I thought this was dead even.
0: I agree. I mean, I think these teams are very evenly matched. I do feel like the Giants are a little bit better than Oakland. I I think they just have a little bit more uh, across that lineup than do the Oakland A's, but the Oakland A's are at home. So, I mean, I think that kind of levels the playing field here, and I think what you're seeing in the price is very fair. Uh, I'm with you. I'm probably going to not get involved in this game. They'll go to first pitch here pretty quickly, and if I did anything, I would probably go under the 8 as well. We've got a score here the Cleveland Browns extending their lead.
2: Yeah, Giants do get a stop here. Chase McLaughlin good from 49 yards out. 17-13 Browns, but if you're a Giants backer, that keeps you very much alive, just hoping to avoid the turnover here. So it's now 17-13 to 13 Cleveland Browns over the New York Giants. Cleveland really has gotten the better of the stats. They've run more plays, 370 yards to 250 for the New York Giants, uh, the minus one in the turnover margin. But Cleveland certainly has been the better team, at least from their twos and threes and fours and whatnot. A lot of starters not playing necessarily for both these teams, so 2.29 left to go in Cleveland. Giants just trying to hang on and avoid that turnover, and especially for their backers that took them at 6, 6.5 at the close.
0: And currently no live line up here at BetMGM as that uh, just follows that field goal there tacked on by the Cleveland Browns. Again, 2.29 left in the ballgame, 29 seconds until that two-minute warning and a four-point advantage for Cleveland, 17-13 to 13 in the early preseason game for your Sunday, the second one between the Los Angeles Chargers and San Francisco 49ers coming up at 4.30 Pacific this afternoon. Let's take a look at the Mets and the Dodgers. This will get underway in about 20 minutes from now at Chavez Ravine, and it'll be David Price taking on Marcus Stroman, and the Dodgers going for the sweep here over the New York Mets. New York had a chance on Saturday night. Pete uh, Alonzo made it 4-3 with a two-run homer, and then he was up in the ninth inning against Kenley Jansen. Jansen Got him uh, on a check swing that was called a strike, and the Dodgers put another one in the win column. They have been absolutely red hot as of late, and they've trimmed that margin in the National League West to just a game and a half now behind the San Francisco Giants. And David Price and company, a good-sized favorite in this one over Stroman West, minus 180 on the money line, the total of eight and a half. and a half, and you know price might look like maybe the weak link in that dodger lineup to you but i believe he is 5 and here his
2: team is 5 and 1 when he pitches yeah exactly and you mentioned the slump for the mets 1 and 8 in their last 9 overall six of those losses by the way coming against the los angeles dodgers so not the right time for a slumping team to play a very good team and that would be the dodgers uh Marcus Stroman, you look at him during the year, the record's not gonna say very much. He's only eight and twelve. But a two eighty four ERA and a one twelve whip, and you're eight and twelve. That shows you that your guys aren't hitting for run you. support. Yeah. That's always been the story for the Mets, right? Right. And three fifty nine on the XFIP would say, okay, a little bit of regression is due, but he's kind of been that way for the last couple months and still has managed to put up some very good numbers. Uh the ground ball fly ball ratio has been very good. The walks have been down for Stroman, so he has pitched better, and he's keeping the ball in the yard here. .9 home runs per nine innings, so that is very good. But yet, he's under 500. yet he's 8-12, and so that all comes down to the run support. And uh, meanwhile, David Bryce has been... Uh, Kind of the jack-of-all-trades for the Dodgers this year. Started in the bullpen, was a long reliever, has been a setup man. Is that to close sometimes? But you got five pitchers on the injury list. That means Price back as a starter. But overall, 4-1 and one this year, three and 362 ERA, 134 on the whip. His ex is also a little bit higher than his ERA, so you can kind of see, okay, maybe there's a little bit of a regression candidate coming. But you're facing the Mets for the second time. Mets just have not put up a very good line necessarily against this guy. This is a really small sample size though. So I don't want to weigh those numbers necessarily too much. So when I, you know, I have not bet this yet and still got a few minutes to do so, but Where I would probably be looking here, Brady, if I'm going to get involved in this, maybe lay in the half run in the first five on the Dodgers, and that would be a maybe, so that's not necessarily a bet here, but it's tough to back the New York Mets. I know it seems like price is kind of gettable, but when you've got these guys at the plate and still not even fully healthy, but you've got, I think, Probably the Dodgers at the plate in maybe arguably the best help that they have been in all season with, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that are regularly in the lineup, in the lineup, the Turners in the lineup, and then Muncie, Corey Seager, Chris Taylor, right? Yeah, Bellinger, who's obviously had a very down year, and that's why you see Bellinger batting ninth, so Mookie Betts not yet back in the lineup, but... The Dodgers just have kind of an embarrassment of riches. And you look yesterday, a guy that I think is a little bit past his expiration date, but can still hit some home runs, Albert Pujols. Yeah. You don't have to play him every day. And that just gives you that insurance policy. And obviously, you know, trying to chase a championship here at the end of his career before he heads a Cooperstown, like Miguel Cabrera, who we mentioned earlier, 500 home runs joined that club today. But Dodgers first five, maybe on the run line, minus a half. So that'd probably be about 135, 140. and just kind of looking around here, but I don't think I'm yet necessarily going to play this game because price just, he doesn't have a ton of sample size as a starter because he's been having to wear so many hats and do so many different roles and uh, fill a lot of holes really for this team. But, I just can't go with the Mets right now until they show at least some signs of life. And one of eight over their last nine indicates that they are very much floundering and kind of on life support in terms of a wild card or in terms of the NL East at this standpoint. By the way, the Atlanta Braves going to the bottom of the ninth. They are up three to one in Baltimore. Braves now 67 and 56. So a seven-game deficit all of a sudden for the New York Mets with less than 40 to play.
0: Yeah, I've wanted to back the Mets in each game of this series, but I couldn't pull the trigger for the same reasons that you're talking about, that uh, this team is just in such a funk, and you know, I felt the price was very juicy, and the value was on the New York Mets, really, in all three games of this series. We're seeing it again here uh, with Marcus Stroman on the hill, but I just can't go against the Dodgers right now, and I certainly don't want to be on the New York Mets. We talked with Johnny Avello when we were in Arizona on My Guys in the desert, and Johnny was saying, and you alluded to it earlier, the haves and the have-nots, you're going to get these inflated prices on all these favorites, Uh, the Atlanta Braves, the Mm -hmm. Los Angeles Mm -hmm. Dodgers, the New York Yankees, all these red-hot teams playing these teams that unloaded everything at the trade deadline or they're in the basement of the division. You're going to get very juicy prices on the underdog, but it's really hard to back them right now. Yeah, it
2: is. So, like a lot of these teams, when I see these $3 favorites, it's like, I don't necessarily want to parlay all these teams because it just takes one. Right, exactly. To beat you. It just takes one. Hard to pick m- the right one. Yeah, it just takes one pass ball. So I know while you're fading the Baltimore Orioles and you've been getting paid, but it's like – and when everybody kind of joins in, when everybody kind of figures out the trend, Brady, that's when it loses. So that's when you're a little bit concerned. So maybe if you're going trying to go against these bad teams, what you do is maybe you look at the team total in terms of the under, and you look the Baltimore Orioles, just one run a day in the bottom of the ninth, although the leadoff batter is on at second with nobody out. We do have a final score now in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is going to strike the first blow in that tie in the Wild Card race. Cincinnati, third four-game series sweep. This season, most by Reds ball club since 1999, they hang on and get the win three to one over the Miami Marlins. So San Diego just kicked off. By the way, they already have a run on the board. Both these teams, 68 and 57, now in the NL. So we are going to have a real wild card race here, and the Reds hold serve this afternoon.
0: Yeah, just a half game lead for the Cincinnati Reds now. With the Padres just getting underway in their game against the Philadelphia Phillies, the Atlanta Braves three to one over Baltimore. It's tied in Toronto. Today. Detroit and the Blue Jays at two apiece. You mentioned the Reds beat the Marlins three to one. The ninth inning, or excuse me, the eighth inning in Tampa Bay, and it's eight to nothing Rays over the Chicago White Sox. Milwaukee three to one over the Nationals in the fifth. Two to nothing Astros in the sixth over the Mariners and the St. Louis Cardinals two to nothing over the Pirates in the fifth inning there. And the Kansas City Royals all over the Cubs five to one in the top of the fifth inning. We'll come back in hour number two of the Green Zone presented by BetMGM right here at V Sin. Sports Betting Network.